Your Newcastle. This episode of Your Newcastle, we're talking about shaping our future together in the city of Newcastle. And I'm joined by our Director of Strategy and Engagement, Brett Smith, and the wonderful Sheree Johnson from Speaking in Colour. And we're going to have a nice chat today about what's important to us now and how do we keep all those elements that make Newcastle amazing and project that onto how we see the future of our city in the context of New South Wales, Australia, and as global citizens. And we all know we've been through and we're still in a global pandemic at the moment and how we get together to do that strategic planning work, what that actually means, how do we engage people that think strategic planning is just esoteric and you don't see actually any outcomes from it. To set the scene, the document that we're working on at the moment is our community strategic plan. And I know that sounds like, oh, just jibbity goog, whatever, whatever, whatever to everybody in the community. But I can tell you from being involved over a decade ago in setting this city's vision to be smart, sustainable and livable right now, today in 2021, it's actually made a significant difference. We made sure smart, livable, sustainable were all part of what was shaping our overarching strategy that filtered down to how we spent your money in Newcastle day in, day out, what services we delivered, what infrastructure we delivered, you know, the type of people we were trying to attract to live to Newcastle, making sure we were being inclusive and supporting all of the community, making sure our environment and people were at the heart of our decision making. So strategic planning has always been important to me. Sheree, Why is it important to you and your role in your business and as an amazing woman in Newcastle? Good question. This is my home and I love this city. This city is a great place to live and we know with our population that is growing at an astronomical rate, anybody trying to purchase property will be adhering to this. But this is a really great place where you can have all the balances that you're looking for. I'm also a mum. So it's really important that the work that we do is speaking colour, is making a difference in the lives for the people who play soccer in the same team as my children and who go to the same schools and the teachers who are at the schools that my children go to. And it's really important to be a part of the community you're in and to value add. So my focus has always been how to be part of the solution and how can my little contribution make a difference to the world that I live in on a day-to-day basis. And gee, you make a contribution to this city, Sheree. The amazing work you do and continue to do through your own business, Speaking in Colour, really reflects your history as a proud Gamilaroi woman and also a Whalewan woman. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about your history and what inspired you in your own business. I'm a Windale girl. I grew up around the lake and I come from Housing Commission and my mother always had a very big push for us to when the opportunities would arise for me to to stand up and to lean in. So education has been a huge focus. Regionally, I got to be involved in community with regional dance groups and the like. And then throughout my years of just growing up and being involved in the arts industry, I actually became a high school teacher at the end of my 20s and wanted to support more of my colleagues implementing perspectives into their classroom because if we are able to normalise education and Aboriginal people and culture, then we don't have a racist society and we have an inclusive society. So for me, usually to bring community together, we just need to be aware of each other's stories. So that's kind of how we started. 
And that's a, a fantastic intro, really, to ask Brett around his role as a director at the City of Newcastle. And your remit and the staff that work for you and implement our vision at Council, which is ultimately the community's vision, is to make sure that engaging people in this process and showing how relevant and important it is, uh, that it actually does lead to outcomes in our community. And it's a really important discussion that's being had around the globe and around uh, genuinely inclusive communities and what all our roles as citizens are in that process, but particularly us in government and in local government. For me, I'm passionate about it, but it can be really multifaceted. And that's what an overarching vision for the city with as many voices involved in developing that. I think it's really the right time, don't you think, Brett? Well, Mayor, I certainly do. It's a really exciting time for this city and the community strategic plan is a way that we can start to capture and reflect back to our community their expectations and desires for their future. And I think City of Newcastle, and I, I know you and I have talked a lot about this, local government needs to not do to, but do with. And that engagement is so important that we can ensure that we talk uh, to our community. And it's a very diverse community with a lot of opinions. And maybe sometimes we don't share the challenge of what it is like to be uh, a council when you have so many uh, diverse opinions and you're trying to find consensus. But this current CSP, uh, I think, has really started to show that Newcastle as a city has become a lot more sophisticated now. Community is a lot more sophisticated. And what they're telling us, I think, is giving us a really strong indication of how we as City of Newcastle can help them to realise a future where it's inclusive for everyone. I think having inclusivity, having our sustainability, having a livable city and all the elements that wrap around that for everyone at the heart of our decision-making processes is really important. But we do need to transfer that into actions. And for people that are interested, and I do hope that that gets to a broader group, the way that we do that and the way we do that through legislation, which can be very dry, is by making sure we reach out mm. during this process. Mm. It's going to be happening and it's been happening already for the last year and will happen in intensity later in the, this year as well in 2021, really reaching out to the community and we want your feedback. We want the feedback from Cherie and her children and we want it multi-generational from every part of our community because it's that gold gem of information that comes from those different places, not necessarily the places we hear from all the time, mm. the places that are organised. Mm. It's really getting into the, the lives and the lounge rooms of everyone in the city or everyone that's interested mm. in the city. I'm happy to make it as broad as possible to really set us up for 2040 in the future. And we did that in a big way 10 years ago, and it's made a real difference in the city. People can see the changes by making sure we had a very clear direction where we were headed. It's your Newcastle. Access all our services and resources at newcastle.nsw.gov.au. What would be important to you, Cherie, of making sure that the type of feedback that you would want to give your civic leaders? I'm just one person. I would really like to see that more people feel that their voice will be heard mm. 
and that they lean in. I know there's that fantastic forum where people can contribute to discussions and I want to really encourage people to do that, not just people that would be listening to this podcast, but the everyday people that shop at Kmart and, you know, live in different suburbs around the town because that's what makes our city so unique. We are such a diverse community of people and we know the population's increasing. We know 14% of our people that live here are from overseas. But first and foremost, the First Nations people, Newcastle was founded in a really kind of bizarre way. And with our dual signage we've got happening now and with more and more organisations leaning in and having acknowledgement in the countries and reconciliation action plans, you know, that's flavouring and that's making us come back to the core of who we are and being respectful you know, because that's one of the wonderful things about Newcastle. We've got such a legacy and a history and some of it's great and some of it's not great. But together in the year 2021, we can move forward into an, a brilliant space. I mean, I don't know what career my children are going to go into in the year 2030. I don't know what this city is going to look like, but it's going to be amazing because of the groundwork that's getting put in now. So that will only be as good as the feedback that, and direction that you can get now from your community. If community want difference in vision now's the time to speak up and say hey more parks are important you know lifestyle is important affordable housing is important transport parking schools you know what are the things that community really want and because we can only reach for the stars if we're actually aiming for them so you know that feedback's really important yeah yeah I have to agree with you it is really open-ended this process Mm. it's not about exactly what you expect your local government to deliver It's not necessarily just focused on, you know, your waste pickup or what is down the street from you or your curb and gutter. Well, that's all important and should absolutely be included. But this is really sort of setting that benchmark a little higher and saying, what is really important to you and what do you believe is going to be important to this city in Mm -hmm. 10 years time and how do we plan to get there? And I think that is a really important conversation because you need to prioritise. Now, you can't do everything all at the same time. And, you know, transport, access to housing, access to jobs, you know, that makes the world go round. And protecting that livability, that heritage. But you touched on early the importance of reconciliation. Mm -hmm. And I think that Newcastle's played a really positive role for many, many generations here around working towards reconciliation, which is interesting because it was one of the first places of European settlement. Yes. So we have this very, in terms of an Australian history, older heritage in European settlement, but then 60,000 years of amazing Indigenous heritage of the First Nations people, of Aboriginal people that lived here, both Awabakal and Waramai. And that is really worth not only highlighting but celebrating. And I think there's 100% room to not only protect it, celebrate it, embrace it. You know, wouldn't it be wonderful if speaking in colour, what you do with school children and many other people was actually embedded into our curriculum? Oh, absolutely. The oldest remnants of human activity is actually here in New South Wales. We have sites in our LGA worth over 8,000 years old. This is good business sense as well as good well-being for our residents that live here. Australian tourism really could be so much more wonderful and there's some people who were spearheading that in this town which is brilliant and you know I'm a huge fan of cultural tourism. I travel the world for cultural tourism We should be doing that more here. We could be, like this town is stunning and we have so much 
history and rich diverse knowledge here and um, this is an area I really feel that we can extend on and, and, and build on and that's why at Speaking Colour our focus is to bring cultural immersion experiences to preschools and primary schools as a business we don't make any money from that that just gives local people jobs but the fruit of that when those little preschool kids go home and say to their parents who are in the corporate arena hey dad this is actually the land of the wobbical people and i've got ochre on my face and i'm super proud to be a custodian of this place and the corporates come to me and go sheree we need to do training because i'm a little bit embarrassed that my preschool person knows more than i do so we do a lot of work in both spaces and that's our why how do we influence the flavor and the culture of this city because this is good for us as humans, but this is really good from a business perspective. Cultural economic enterprise is massive and we need to lean in more to that. I think that you've identified an area that should be at the core of the discussions we're having with our community this year, later this year, for every year into the future. But also we can really add to what we have in Newcastle yes. by embracing it further, making sure it is at the core of our future community strategic plan because that document, not only does it guide us in local government, but it also guides the actions and our interactions with other levels of government, yes. with the, our broader community, with business leaders, and with community groups, with sporting groups, of what is important in that document, which is based on this type of feedback around the importance of culture, the importance of Indigenous culture here in Newcastle, and we can actually make a step change. And you can see that in different areas. The world is an interesting place always, I think, to live in, but particularly at the moment, we see um, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement that has been triggered around the world and is still going strong. And I can't see that ending anytime soon. And I think it's different in some respects, but also the same in some respects when you transpose it onto different cultures like here in Australia. You see the challenge that women are having. That's not a new struggle, but talking about it, including it in discussions, including it as part of the normal day-to-day water cooler conversation can only be the basis for change. And I think having wonderful people and community members like Cherie, you know, talking to not only myself as the Lord Mayor, but our director, Brett Smith, and broadening out that discussion and that awareness, it actually can only breed a more healthy environment for every single person in our community. Mm. Cherie, what does an inclusive city look like for you? Inclusive city is respectful of all people regardless of what country they were born in and how they identify, so in lots of different ways. Newcastle is a thriving city. Population is growing. Population is only going to get bigger. And to be a geographical region of choice, especially for good employees and companies moving here, we want to be inclusive. So to be respectful of First Nations people, that's a really good space. So as a person who, you know, I come from a couple of different cultural backgrounds, when I see a lack of cultural inclusivity, I kind of go, oh, I wonder if I see myself here in this city. Do I feel safe in this workplace, in this environment? So it's really important for companies to be serving the community that they serve to have a diverse workforce. Um, Therefore, we need to be diverse in how we approach. I mean, I would love when you fly into the airport of Newcastle to be greeted by even a digital acknowledgement to country or a welcome to country in language. So you are immersed in culture as soon as you come here. To me, that says First Nation people always was 
and always will be. But it also says to all the people that come from different countries, we celebrate our diversity and you are welcome. A hundred percent. Feeling social? Follow City of Newcastle on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn. Brett, tell us a little bit about the engagement that your team has planned later this year. Lord Mayor, we've started the process and it's a long process, maybe about halfway through. We talk a lot about being evidence-based and we're really using data this time round to focus what we're doing. So we already now know almost 3,000 people we've already been out to and and talked to and we've gone out to them. We haven't asked them to come in to to us and create a barrier. We've been out on the hustings talking to people and we've got really good information around where they're from, their age groups. We've started to, to map that and we can see, well, look, we're missing maybe some representation from this particular cohort or this age or this gender. We're going to go targeting that to ensure that we can truthfully say we've got a view that represents our whole community, not just the people who put their hand up and may not necessarily represent all because people are sometimes a, a little bit shy about coming forward, making sure that we can say, yep, we've touched everyone in our community, we've heard you. The other great thing about our engagement process, and Sherry talked about parks, and you know, again, parks are on there, but where in the past we would have said parks has come up as a priority, we can now say parks is a priority, not for Merriweather, it hasn't come up. It's in Wall's End or it's in Adams House. We've got that level now of specificity that we can have much more sophisticated conversations around place. And I think if there's nothing else, what COVID has done is taught the, the importance of neighbourhoods, communities and place. And we now have the insights to have a really good understanding of what not just the city as a whole, but what the little communities within our city are saying are important to them. And that continues our focus on livability, which has been at the cornerstone of the current community strategic plan. And looking forward, we can actually using that type of information. So, you know, tell your friends, tell your neighbours, I mean, tell the visitors to Newcastle that you might know that this is an opportunity because a lot of it will be able to be done online, but there'll be face to face, hopefully, you know, all going well with COVID, that we can actually engage over the next year and the coming months with as many people as possible. And no idea is too big. No idea is too small. And we already have the basis of magic here. And I think it can only be better by including more people as humanly possible into that idea mix and that pool of ideas. I really wanted to thank you for your time today. And Cherie, I just love your work and speaking in colour and your passion for Newcastle. And same to you, Brett the passion that your team shows and their passion for engaging with as many people. I'm surprised they're not running with clipboards after people down the street. (laughs) He said they do. (laughs) Thank you so much. And make sure you give us your feedback on our community strategic plan. It's your future, Newcastle. That's your Newcastle. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review us wherever you listen. 